It's the Hoop Supply Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> what it do, baby? Welcome back to a very, very special episode of the Hoop Supply Podcast. I'm Zach. I've got Josiah and Devin with me as usual. And we have a very special guest this week. If if you've been following the, the 2K community for several years now, you probably know who this guy is. Um, he's a big Bulls fan. It's literally in his name. It's Nick the Bulls fan. Nick, how are you doing? What's good, everybody? Um, I'm doing all right. I, I would be doing better, but I'm a little under the weather right now, as you guys can probably tell with my voice. But, hey, life is good. Glad to yeah, hear it, bro. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Thanks Thank for having me. All right, so we've uh, we'll just go ahead and jump right into it. You're a Bulls fan. I'm a Bulls fan. I don't know yeah, if you knew that yeah. coming into this, but uh, we we've, we're going to do some Bulls talk here. So we've got a couple questions for you. Awesome. Um, so the first question is, what is your first Bulls memory? First Bulls memory. Ooh, that's good. So I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I used to go to Bulls games with like my pops all the time. Um, I remember there was one game we went to when I was like a little kid. It was probably like. 2005 2000 or maybe even like 2004 it was i was young and i remember it was the bulls versus the mavs and it was like the first time obviously like i was kind of like exposed to like nba basketball and like i actually could understand what was going on and i just remember watching dirt go off against us and um <laughs> so i guess it's like it's more so of a memory of like dirk but like i was a big fan of the bulls obviously being from chicago and then dirk became one of my favorite players just because of that was it just Dirk like dropping like 30 points on fadeaways? Yeah, the whole game. Just like, and, and as a little kid too, it was like, wow, look at this guy. He, he shot so weird. It was like, this guy looks goofy and he's just out here getting buckets. It was awesome. <laughs> I love that's Dirk. That's actually amazing. Yeah. Was that, right, so, uh, go ahead. was that like the Ben Gordon era or was that yeah, before that? That okay. was um, like Andre yeah. Nocione. Yeah, Nocioni. Yes, yeah, sir. Those were the guys. Nocioni, <laughs> Captain, Kirk. Captain Kirk. I loved Kirk. I loved Kirk. I was actually, I was actually, it's, it's not one of our questions, but I wanted to get your opinion on Kirk Heinrich because me being a Bulls fan, I, I'm a little bit younger than you, so I didn't get to see his best years, but Kirk is just like such a staple in Bulls basketball, I feel like, for anyone who's been a fan in like recent memory. So what is, what is your opinion on Kirk Heinrich? Love him, man. What's not to love? He was easy. He was always played hard. He always was a great defender, too. He didn't really have the best stats, but he always went in there and did what he needed to do. And like bringing Derrick Rose in, he was a great mentor to D Rose coming in. And like that was kind of like a big thing, obviously, having the number one pick and then having someone who has some experience to teach him the ways and help him improve like defensively. I think that was one of the big things about Kirk that was underlooked was how much he got to actually mentor Derrick Rose and kind of show him the ropes, especially defensively. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I was actually talking to someone about this the other day, and they were saying how we, we took Derrick, and it was like they just replaced Kirk, and he never really got, like, like it was like his career was just cut off at that point. And I was like, no, man. It's like Derrick got drafted, and he had, like, one of the best mentors he possibly could have had coming mm-hmm. into the league. That's how I felt about it. Yeah, I feel like people don't really, because, like, everyone always loves, like, the shiny new object, right? Everyone loves rookies. It's like, oh, this guy's just coming in the league. He has all this potential. 
But at the end of the day, a lot of it does depend on who they have around him. And if they have a good mentor, it could really, really help improve their career. Because with a lot of these guys, they come into the league with similar talent level. Obviously, Derrick Rose is a special case, but like similar talent level. And a lot of it is just situational in determining who's going to be great, you know? Definitely, yeah. I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah. All right, so next question is, what is your favorite moment in Bulls history? Or I guess in 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 your fandom. Ooh, that's such a good question. So that the D Rose game winner against the Cavs, that's definitely up there. Definitely up there. So special. So special. There's so many great moments, so man, especially MVP Rose's season. That season as a whole was just magical. Um, just because like that year like was like really our year to win it all. Um, ah, looking exactly. back, it almost makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, so did you get to see many games? Like, uh, were you still in the city whenever uh, that year was happening with MVP Rose? Yeah. So up until like four or five years ago, I was in the suburbs of Chicago my whole life. So I got to go to a good amount of Rose games. Um, actually, another really cool memory I have from the Bulls is um, I actually got to through like through my own stuff like through my uh, my own like sponsored video and stuff i got to take my dad to the bulls game and like have like some awesome tickets to the bulls season opener against the Cavs. did you Um, sorry don't mean don't mean to interrupt did you vlog that i'm pretty sure i I remember that video i remember that one yeah yeah that was that was a great memory just because one of the really cool things about that was like obviously i was paid to do that video and they gave me incredible tickets and then i earned a bunch of money and credit to then go to other games but also just the idea that I'm just like a kid being able to take my dad to a Bulls game after he took me to all these Bulls games. And then not only that, but it's like the season opener. And actually at that game, we ran into my dad's boss. And it was funny because we had better tickets than him. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's, so that was such a cool story. Yeah, that was that's like a special moment. Not even necessarily because of the Bulls, just more so of like between me and my dad and um, just because of like YouTube and everything giving me that opportunity. For I sure, yeah. I have a way shittier version of this story. <laughs> so uh, I took my dad. I'm not a Cavs fan, but the Cavs were the closest team to us. Yeah. I took my dad to a Cavs playoff game. Like a couple. Braun was still there, obviously. Like uh, against the Pacers, it was game one. Mm-hmm. And the Pacers just shat on them. Like absolutely completely annihilated them by like 20 <laughs> i think and so i was i was hoping that i could like i was like bringing my dad to a playoff game he'd never seen braun before so i was like hoping it was going to be like a nice memory but then that happens and then we get outside and it's like pouring the rain and we're parked like blocks away <laughs> <laughs> wow. but i guess that makes up for a memory in itself but i kind of i, I kind of know what you mean obviously not with the youtube uh and making money off of it, but it was cool to take my dad out like that. Yeah, definitely. All right, so the next question we have is, so me and you both being Bulls fans, we probably shared the same experience with Gar Packs and all those years of struggle. So what are your thoughts on the new front office in Chicago? So far, so good. Um, Honestly, when we drafted Patrick Williams, I was a skeptic, I'm not going to lie, but he's looked great. Um, that was actually going to be another one of our other questions. What, what okay. was your initial reaction to to the 
to Patrick Williams being selected. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll wait for that one. I'll, I'll wait for that one. Okay. Um, so, but they've, they've done a good job so far. I feel like early in the season, they could have went into that route of, oh, this isn't the year we're going to sell and without giving the team some time to mesh. And they didn't do that, which I'm really, really glad about. Because now, once we get healthy, especially Lowry coming back, Otto Porter coming back, like, man, we may be able to do some things. Like, we we kind of got a squad for the first time in some years. Well, it's like, like, Zach is like, reached stardom, I feel yeah. like. like. Officially, like, everybody's taking notice. And mm-hmm. for the first couple of years he was in Chicago, he didn't have really, like, it was just a young team. And it, it wasn't really, like, competent winning pieces. Until now, you've got Thad and Garrett Temple and Sadoransky and these veterans that just provide stability, and then the young guys are coming up too. And now mm-hmm. it's like a real team around Zach and those narratives of you can't win with Zach Levine. I feel like they're just all going out the door at this point. Yeah. There's a real team around him. Yeah, no, definitely. And another thing too is um, where the credit has to be, a lot of the credit has to be um, put towards is Billy Donovan, man. Like Definitely, yeah. I'm, I I couldn't like I was so happy when I heard we were hiring him because like bad coach after bad coach like going from Hoiberg to Boylan was just like a disaster like both of them were terrible coaches especially after we had Tibbs I love Tibbs like I still love Tibbs yeah I still think he's an amazing coach but yeah so I'm honestly I like I like what the new the new management is doing it'll be interesting to see what they do this offseason though because that's the time where they really have some decisions to make because now it's like, what are we going to do with Lowry? And what we do with Lowry is kind of going to determine what we do with Wendell because I don't know if we could pay both of them. But Yeah, I agree. I, I was actually going to say, so Levine's extension is coming up and we've got Lowry and we've got Wendell. And it's it's hard for me to see a scenario where all three of those guys stay stay around long term because you've got to assume that Zach's going to get a max. Lori is probably going to get around twenty million annually ish, and then Wendell is not going to be far far behind that. So if you max, if you're sorry, if you pay all those guys to be like your top three players or three of your top four players, that's all financial flexibility is just gone at this point, in my opinion. So so what 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 do you think? Like what what would your plan be? Do, are you in favor of maxing Zach? Oh yeah, Zach's getting a max. Zach, big max. Give him all so the too. money. Big Max. He can have whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. Max contract, no trades clause, do it all. He deserves it. Like, the numbers he's putting up, especially if he keeps doing what he's doing this season. Like, yeah, it's only been a half of a year. Let's see what he does the rest of the year. Let's see if we continue what we're doing. The Bulls have been playing well lately. We're all high on him right now. But if he can continue this play, 28-5-5, five and five, that's max numbers without a doubt, especially him being one of the leading scorers in the fourth quarter hitting so many crucial shots like it's not like he's selling games towards the end of it it's not like on the defensive end either he's taking us out of games like i don't know definitely max him um i honestly think lowry might be the odd man out just because of his health issues and him just not being able to stay on the floor and as a fan it's just annoying like yeah i i agree i i think it's kind of the same thing but you can also say that about wendell too both of those guys have struggled to be on the floor. And me personally, I think I would rather keep Larry because Wendell also has the same health issues. And I'm not sure how I feel about maxing a six, nine center, even though yeah. I think he has like crazy potential on both sides of the ball. 
It's just I feel like Laurie, like Zach and Laurie and Patrick Williams are what I view as the cornerstones moving forward. If Laurie can stay on the floor, of course, that's a big if. But yeah, no, I would I would definitely agree with that. I think right now Zach Levine and Patrick Williams are the only two players on this team that are certain future pieces of this team. I think Kobe, especially this year, I was higher on Kobe last year than this year um, with both Wendell and Lowry still continuing to not be able to stay on the floor. Like it's really shown that the only two people we could count on for the future of this team are Patrick Williams and Zach Levine. So let's go ahead and jump into Patrick Williams on that note. What was your initial reaction when they took him number four overall? I was pissed. I was pissed. <laughs> I literally I was, like, was like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, same. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, had no, I, I mean, I had no idea who he was. So, so, so your initial projection was? Oh, I don't oh. think it was four. I don't think it was fourth overall. Well, I mean, it, it sure won four. Yeah, so... <laughs> Casey Johnson, like the main Bulls beat writer, had like tweeted like five hours before the draft that he thought the Bulls were going to take him at four. And like everyone else like didn't even like had never even mentioned that before. So I'm looking at all these other mock drafts thinking, okay, we might get um, Isaac Okoro. We might get um, Denny. We might get Killian Hayes. Yeah, Killian Hayes. We might get Tyrese Halliburton. And I was I was just thinking like I was reading the point guards and I'm like well that's stupid we have a lot or we have Kobe, um, but so far man Patrick Williams to me has been one of the top like three or four rookies this year and he's done it while playing like a veteran like he's super solid defensively doesn't take bad shots like he's not really. Um, like all of his buckets aren't really like designed plays for him. They're just like him getting buckets. Like I can only imagine what's going to happen when we start running some sets for him and he starts to get more confidence on the offensive end. Like the sky is the limit for him. And, and you could tell that he's one of those guys who he's a hard worker and he's not just going to just get complacent in his career. Like I am so high on, on Patrick Williams. Definitely. I I am too. So my, my initial reaction whenever they drafted him was, I didn't want to doubt this front office until they give me a reason to. So I didn't really want to react right away. I kind of wanted to see how it played out. Mm-hmm. And I know there was there was a lot of talk about how the Bulls could have probably traded back and got him at like six or seven. But I think if that's your guy and you're you're at four and he's there and the rumor the rumor was that there were teams behind us that were wanting to get him. So if you're at four and he's there, take him. And I think them getting their guy is is what's important. That's the guy they were high on. Go ahead and take him. Mm-hmm. And and you touched on how he plays like a veteran, like right away. He he even in the in the preseason I saw this and it's like this dude doesn't let anything take him out of his element. He's just he he doesn't try to do more than than what he knows he can do. He already knows his role on this team, and it's not to be a star that's what zach levine's for that's why that's why zach's there he like you said he just he gets his buckets and he he takes good shots within the flow of the offense and he doesn't force anything and this guy is 19 and he's built like a freaking truck man he yeah. is he is like massive like the, the the potential is through the roof i feel like on both sides of the ball and like you said once they start running designs that's design sets for him i feel like his confidence is just going to go through the roof so i'm with you i'm super high on him as well yeah um, and uh, what are you saying? Oh, I was just going to say, for me, like, on the outside perspective, I guess, like, I wasn't sure about 
how the front office was about to do, but they took a, a very reliable person in an unreliable draft. And I feel like that that like says a lot about the front office. And uh, I would definitely yeah. be excited about that going forward if I was a Bulls fan. Yeah, that's very true. That was a that that that's the thing too. I was pissed as a Bulls fan. I'm like, dang, we finally have an incredible pick, and it's in like the worst draft class we've had in years. Because uh, like, yeah. seriously, yeah. I was pissed. I was like, dang, like a few years ago we could have got like Trey Young or Luca, like. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. There are so many questions about all the top, all the top picks. Actually, me and Josiah were on the phone whenever the lottery was happening, and we fell at four. And I was like, "Ah, oh, man, I wanted a top pick." But then I took a second and I was like, "There's like three clear guys in this draft. It's Lamelo and James Wiseman and uh, Anthony Edwards. Yep. And there's question marks about all of them. So we're sitting at four. We can just take whoever falls to us. That that was how I was thinking about it." And See, I was thinking of the complete opposite. I was like, there are three sure things in this draft, and everyone else is just a big old question mark. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I knew LaMelo at the very least is going to be a serviceable point guard at how great of a passer he is, like straight up. James Wiseman next to Curry, and like with his athletic abilities, I thought like at the very worst, he's going to be an average center. And same with Anthony Edwards, just like with how good of an athlete he is at the very worst, like. He'll be a guy who can get you a bucket. And then after that, it was just like a bunch of question marks. So I, I was just complete opposite. I was pissed when we got four because like we were so close to three where we could have gotten one of the big three. But now sure, yeah. it all worked out because honestly, like other than maybe LaMelo, like I don't know if I'd take anyone else in the draft over Patrick Williams other than LaMelo. Based on what we've seen so far, I have to agree. I mean, Williams is just he looks like he's going to be a stud. And even if he's not a star, if he doesn't reach like superstar potential, he's just going to be solid. Like yeah. he's, he's he's just going to be a good player for his entire career, and he's going to contribute every time he's out on the floor. And that's what I love about him. Like like Josiah said, we took a a sure thing in a draft that was that had a lot of question marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very well said. I feel like, although I mean, I I like Patrick Williams a lot, but I feel like I would take Anthony Edwards still over him. Yeah, but and and I, I was thinking about that too, because that dynamic duo of Zach and Anthony Edwards would eventually be really unstoppable. Although the oh, Wolves yeah. kind of suck right now, so no, well that's well, a Wolf. <laughs> Anthony, he hit some big shots against us last night. I will say a couple of them. He, I wasn't he, able to watch that game, unfortunately. Oh man, it was. I was actually impressed by the Wolves. I will say, I, I can't. I can't lie and say that i've watched the wolves a lot this year but they played us tough and like they were they were dominating us on the glass second chance points are what kept them in the game but zach's shot making down the down the stretch is what per usual is what is what does the win so next question or sorry go ahead i was just gonna speak on the wolves wolves quickly i really don't know how they're the worst team in the league well i guess it's it was coaching coaching but like in term well cat was out for like 12 games too yeah like in terms of talent like they're not the least talented team in the league by any means like i think the pistons are by far like terrible (laughs) like like the only decent player on that team is jerry and grant like (laughs) yeah yeah true i I just feel like the wolves will never be good i feel like there's some sort of curse or something because awful 
And, I mean, they're really, really, really dumb for trading their pick for D'Angelo Russell. I mean, maybe they are they were just thinking about, okay, let's just make Cat happy, I guess. But oh, that's looking like a top-four pick now. I think we gotta we got to take a wait-and-see approach with this team because... Like it's been however long since the D'Lo trade, and him, like him and Cat, have only played five games together total since they right. made that trade, which is crazy. It's crazy to think about. He's been on the roster that long, and they've only played five games together. Yeah, I mean, on paper, they don't have a bad like starting lineup. I mean, you had D'Lo, Towns, Beasley's been great on the Wolves since he got there. Too bad he's suspended I mean, they, now. Yeah, too bad he was just a savage. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just I don't know. On paper, they should not be that bad. But then again, have they all played together yet? No, the whole the whole like starting core has not has barely played together. Yeah, all of them like, are now out. Like I said, I won't lie and say that I've watched them a lot, but last night I kind of I kind of did see the vision. I guess you could say like I don't know if you guys have seen a lot of Jared Vanderbilt this year, but he was He's all nice. over the he was all over the floor last night, like like very Draymond Green esque, just making plays like wherever he could with with energy and hustle. And then they've got guys like Nas Reed and Dude, I like Josh, Nas. Josh Kogi and Jarrett Culver. Like they've got pieces. They just they got to get them all on the floor. Like like Nick said that they're definitely not the least talented team on paper in the in the league by far. So how is Jarrett Culver? Because I I like a Kogi. I like Nas Reed. Um, how is Culver? Because he was a really high pick last year. He's been think, okay. He hasn't been I bad. Think, I think he's been injured for a little bit like he he just came back a couple of games ago i'm pretty sure he, he didn't really do much last night I don't, I don't even know if he played last night to be honest but he hasn't looked bad though i saw two wolves games or at least some highlights he is uh they're kind of like seeing what he has i think they're uh when whenever he has been healthy they're they're giving him minutes and like giving him the ball i think they're just trying to gauge like where he's at because like you said, that they used that big pick on him, and he hasn't really been the prospect they thought he was. So I think they're just trying to figure it out. But if he could like, if he could crack into something, then all of a sudden they have a bunch of prospects, and then they could be on the come up really fast. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of crazy that how all three of him. Um, DeAndre Hunter and Kim Reddish really haven't made much noise at all. Man, Hunter before he before he went down with an injury, I think I'm like I'm super high on him. I think he's gonna be like a two way star. Maybe that maybe that's a bold take, but I feel like before he got hurt this year, he was taking big strides offensively, and coming in, he was already like a defensive stud. Oh yeah, and I, I think like I think there was a real conversation before he went down that. Between him and John Collins is the second best player on the Hawks. Maybe that's a hot take, but yeah, like last season he was kind of inconsistent, but yeah, he took a huge leap this year. What was his injury again? I'm not. I'm not even sure. But hope he's back out there soon. I hate. I hate seeing any any player get get injured. Let me see right, here. So oh dang, he did take a leap. I'm tripping. He was averaging like 17, 17 a, game? a game. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I mean, here soon he probably will be the second best if Collins doesn't stay. Dude, and he's already a defensive stud. Like the two-way potential is through the roof. I feel like. And he shot fifty-one percent. Oh my gosh, I was Dang, tripping. Nick, he's nice. Make the Bulls fan tripping. 
Five on five. Wow, big Trubin. He's nice. His shooting, his shooting, 51 from the field, 36 and a half from three, 87.7 from the free throw line. Like his shooting percentages, field goal wise, went up 10%. Free throw wise, went up 11%. Wow. Like that's crazy. And that points crazy, wise, though. he went up by five points a game. Jeez. Wow. Big league. I'm, I'm glad to see him doing better because, uh, well, he was doing better, I guess, before he got hurt. But the Hawks really, uh, they're one, another one of those teams that need all the talent they can get right now because the front office with them just kind of went all in, even though they weren't ready. For, True, yeah. You think Collins is staying? I don't know I don't what know. I would do. I don't know. I feel like the Hawks have made it clear that they don't want to pay John Collins what he's asking. But right. I'm also not sure that any other team is going to give him what he's asking for. Like, personally, I would not give that guy a max contract. But Wait, maybe maybe some trash team will. Maybe, like, the, yeah, he, well, he's going to be asking for near a max, I'm pretty sure. Because uh, I'm pretty sure the, the talk stalled at 20 or 25 mil a year. So he's asking for, like, probably 28 million a year. Like, I guess he was doing good on the Hawks, but, I mean, it's also the Hawks. Like, I mean, we don't know how his stats would look on another team. He's definitely not worth near a max. I've also seen, going back to Bulls talk, I've also seen people talking about a John Collins for Larry Markkinen swap, and that makes me want to throw up. I won't lie. I was just going to ask you what you thought about that. I've thought about it. Okay, what are your thoughts on it? Um, They both can't stay on the court. Yeah. <laughs> For whatever reason. Well, so one of John Collins being off the court, I think it was last year, was because he did steroids or something. Yeah, it was a 25-game suspension. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's just stupidity. Like, how do you, like, in the NBA, you get caught with steroids? Like, like that's just dumb. Bro, you made it to the NBA. Why do you need steroids at that point? Like, you're at the exactly. highest level of basketball Dude, possible. He didn't think he was big enough. Yeah, he's Apparently. trying to keep his job from Capella, Capella coming in. Apparently, yeah. I didn't. I don't know. I, I think the Hawks were kind of tripping this off season, personally. Oh yeah, they the owner got in the way of everything because they. I guess he just wants he wants his cash, so he wants them to be in the playoffs, and that's the worst thing you could do to a rebuilding team is like just throw Gallo and Bogey on here and just try to make it a playoff team when they're not ready. Oh yeah, Bogey went down too. I forgot about that. He, like, barely played. He played, like, five games this season. Yeah, he has nine games for the year. Yeah. So, yeah, they lost him. They lost Hunter. Gallo hit, like, a bajillion threes last night. They were on fire. Dang, Gallo's only started one game for them. I know. Why why did he go there? I don't understand that from his perspective. Like, he was going there to be a backup. (laughs) Yeah, he got the bag, apparently. Bro, why did they pay him? Yeah, <laughs> it's a bad. That's 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 the, that's the bigger question. <laughs> I get why he went there, but why did they pay him? Like, yeah. I, he had a good year, and oh, he had like two good years back to back, and yes. maybe yeah. that's like all they can get, and they had the cash, so they were just like, just throw so like, like you like you said, that's the worst thing you can do to a rebuilding team because they've got like they've got Reddish and they've got Hunter and John Collins and. They just took uh, a Kungwu in the draft, and they just traded for Glenn Capella. Like they have, they have plenty of guys, and Brandon Gallo kind of creates a logjam. I guess not right now because Hunter's out, but like that, they just have too many guys. I feel like. 
Yeah, no, I agree. So right. we've been off the Bulls for a second. I just wanted to ask Nick, is there like there were some struggle years with the Bulls, for being honest? Oh is, yeah. And I'm about to be in the same or I am in the same boat this year because I'm a Thunder fan. But um is there was there a second team that you like had your eye on and like rooted for uh during those years or were you just like straight bulls? So I've always had like favorite players that like I've always rooted for their teams as well as the Bulls. Um and then being in Texas as well and hating the Warriors for the past few years I've been really rooting for the Rockets. Because, like, I always felt like the Rockets provided the best shot to take down the Warriors. Um, so a, a lot of it was the Rockets. Um, last year, specifically, Jimmy Butler's my favorite player in the NBA. So, like, I was rocking with the Heat, um, the playoffs last year. Dude, I don't think I've ever rooted for a team that wasn't the Bulls as hard as I was rooting for the Heat last year. And Jimmy yeah. Butler, I, I wanted that for him so bad. Because it wasn't just rooting for Jimmy Butler. It was also rooting against LeBron. So it was like <laughs> Facts. both of them. <laughs> I can't on the same wavelength there. I highly relate to the uh, being a Texas fan and hating the Warriors as a Spurs fan. Because uh, I feel like ever since that one playoff game, we kind of just went downhill losing Kawhi. Yeah. Dang, y'all's whole y'all's whole like future went away because of that one injury. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hey, I know exactly how that feels, brother. Oh no! <laughs> trust me, I know imagine, you know. Imagine it happening a few times. <laughs> Damn. You feel like your future's back again, and then boop, it goes away. Oh my gosh, it's just been pain. But things oh, are yeah. looking up. I will say, things are looking up for us Bulls fans. Yeah, so, Derrick Rose is doing, you know, he's been stable. He's back Good with Brown. Tibbs again, a third time. Oh, wow, you're right. I love that. I love that, actually. I'm so glad that happened. Man, I'm honestly kind of scared for Rose. Tibbs is going to run his knees into the ground. He he started tonight, I'm pretty sure. First game he started with the Knicks. Oh, he's got 29 on their head? Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, no, that's 18. Never mind. It's five. <laughs> Dude, math is hard. I understand. But he's shooting <laughs> 7 of 11. That was more so of like dyslexia than math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, though. I do worry about that, too. But not nah, so good to see him together. Yeah, definitely. But Tibbs does like lean on his guys a lot, and Derek is always going to be his guy. Yeah. I, think, I, think, I think all the injury history is in the past for Derek Rose. Like, He's he strung together a couple solid healthy seasons in a row now. I don't know. I'm yeah. just I'm glad to, I'm glad to see him back with Tibbs. I'm glad to see him in a situation where he can actually contribute to a team that might be able to make the playoffs because he was in Detroit and things oh, were not. Oh come on, bro! Good. The Pistons things were, were beasting, dude. Good. They were gonna be the third seed. Were they gonna go like forty and zero to end the season? Yeah, yeah. Sadiq <laughs> Bay was gonna average fifty. Well, <clears throat> okay, so the All-Star rosters were just announced. Who do you think was the biggest snub and why? Y'all didn't ask me one thing about Levine being an All-Star. First, let's celebrate. Chicago's Amen, got an All-Star game. Amen, Woo! brother. Back. <laughs> they, they hoed us last year when it was in Chicago. He should have been yep. an All-Star then. If that made no this. sense. That made no then, fucking sense. he would have been in the dunk contest, and it would have been lit, but no. Um... Biggest, biggest uh, snub, though, 
It was Devin Booker, but now he's on the team. Um, there's someone else in the West. I feel like the East is where it got really tricky because, the, well, you had Sabonis missed, Middleton missed. Young. And then Trey Young missed, yeah. Trey Young. Biggest yeah. snub. Are you a, are you a big Trey Young guy? I like him. Not not that much, but I don't know. Out of those three players, he's the most talented. He's the most All Star worthy, in my opinion. He provides the most to that team. Oh, uh, yeah, that team would be like like if you look at all three of those teams, right? If you take Trey Young off the team, the Hawks are absolutely horrendous. If you take both of those other two guys off their teams, they're still not horrendous. You know? True. Yeah, that is That's true. A good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Trey basically is the hawk. Yeah. So, like, without Trey, they're one of the worst. They they might be the worst team in the league. Definitely one of the worst three. I mean, they already still kind of are, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like they threw, like, winning. I feel like last year, like, team record and contrib- contributions to winning played a big part in All Star voting. But I feel like they threw that out the window when they gave Bradley Beal a starting spot in the East this year. So. After that, it's like, yo, who cares what your record is? If you're putting up good numbers and you're contributing to however many games your team is winning, you'll probably make the team this year. Except in Trey's case, apparently. Yeah. One player I was surprised it was an all-star was Chris Paul. I thought that he got the nod over Booker. I thought that was just really weird. And I thought that, like, symbolizes just, like, the NBA is just, like, really wanting to keep bringing the same guys and... It's also about, like, the endorsement deals with him and State Farm, things like that. Because, yeah, like, obviously he provides a lot to that Suns team, but I think Devin Booker is more valuable on that team than Chris Paul, personally. I I agree with you. Actually, in my ballot, I would have picked Devin Booker over Chris Paul, but I do kind of feel like they go hand-in-hand in in a way. I feel like if one makes it, they should both make it. And thankfully now with with Anthony Davis out that they are both going to make it. but. I can't see the case for Chris Paul because the Suns were not the team that they are now before Chris Paul got there by any means. And that's not that's not like a knock on Devin Booker or doubting that he would be able to lead a winning team, but Chris Paul's impact is 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 huge, I will say. But I, I would have voted for Booker definitely. Jimmy Butler wasn't an all star too, huh? Oh yeah, nope. he was but he obviously he didn't play a lot though, because Yeah, they got no one from the Heat. Man, after what Jimmy did last year in the finals, like that should automatically warrant an All Star. They're also Plus like nine PR's and three or twenty five. Yeah, they're like way worse without him. They're like nine and three or ten and three since he's came back. He's averaging twenty eight and eight, with two steals. Dude's a stud. <laughs> That's the biggest <laughs> snub, Jimmy Butler. You heard it here first. <laughs> See, I feel like uh, I mean this is like a homer take for me, but. I feel like Shea has played better, played better than both Booker and Chris Paul this season. Ooh, um, okay, that's a hot take. I don't think so. I, think I mean, I think so. I mean, he just—I mean, he doesn't have a built team around him. That's why they're seeding so bad. I mean, individually, but, he's played great. Uh, obviously, I understand that the Thunder are trying to lose, so it's, can't exactly put that guy on the All Star team. But he's been really, really good this year. He'll be an all-star eventually for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, the ta- the talent pool is just so deep. Like, I I I was I was saying this to someone earlier, but this is like the first year 
that I can remember there being like 20 guys in East Com- each conference that are definitely like, if you, if you picked them over anybody who actually made the team, it wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be crazy. Like, like usually in past years, there's snubs, but it's like, uh, are there really that many guys who really got snubbed? This year, I feel like there's like five guys in each conference who really you could make a case for making the team. You can make like a whole other all-star team out of the guys left. Basically, yeah. make it three teams. Why not? Well, someone took like the average, like historical all-star stats, like what gets you in normally. And there were 77 players this season that had those stats. That's just due to the pace of play being through the roof and no one wanting to play defense. That's true. Yeah, you're right. And three pointers. Yeah. I feel like if efficiency across the board for like every player is just crazy this year. And maybe that's because there's no fans in the arenas, but it seems like we could see like five guys finish 50, 40, 90 this year. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. Like Levine's one of them. Like Levine's like shooting crazy efficiency. I think that, yeah, defense, I feel like especially for the teams that uh, played late into the bubble, it's it's been this year kind of a low defense, high scoring kind of year. But, yeah. I mean, that's just the way the league is going, and I don't know. Some people don't like that. I kind of, I, obviously, I like to see good defense too, but I don't know. It's kind of exciting to see, like, all these guys like put up ridiculous stats to, at, at the same time. Uh huh. Yeah, I agree. Who on the teams do you think deserved it the least on both East and West? Oh, that's a that's a tough question. I mean, I don't think he didn't deserve to be an All Star, but yeah, let's say I don't think Beal should have been a starter. But out of just like the All Stars in general. I don't know. I'd have to look at the rosters again. I feel like it's Vooch. I I know we have oh, some Vooch fans. Yeah, in this that guy is the magic. Here I just is. feel like Middleton and Sabonis both had better seasons than him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I probably would have picked both of those guys over Vooch. I feel like he's the definite answer in the East. Um, and then, you think the what? I'm kind of looking at Ben Simmons and kind of, kind of spinning a little bit. Kind of spinning at Simmons because, it's a little like, sus. honestly, I think Tobias Harris is a bit like better than Ben Simmons and provides more to that team. Um, but well, let's be real; they're the one seed. That's why. That's that's a yeah, big reason why Ben Simmons true. made the All Star game. True. You got to give the one seed too. But in that case, then why are we giving the ninth seed to? And why is <laughs> Brown. So like you could take Jalen Brown off. True. I was thinking about that too because they like they're like 500 and they have two guys. Yeah, right. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. But not saying they're not deserving. Like both of those guys are obviously all star caliber players. But like, what is the criteria? I feel like they they change it depending on who the player is. Like if they're talking about Trey Young, if they're talking about any of these other Jalen Brown, it's like the criteria is completely different for, for those guys. Damn, I didn't realize Jalen Brown was averaging twenty five. He deserves it. Oh yeah. He's been this has like been a breakout year. In the West yeah. though, I don't know who I would say is like least deserving. Let me look again. Um maybe Zion, but I feel like Zion is an all star list. 
Gotta have him though. He is an all star. So, how much is Paul George averaging? He's Dude, been really he's good this year. Yeah, he has been really good this year. Oh, in the West, Donovan Mitchell's one of them. I think the two that, if I had to take two people off, I think they kind of got it right. But if I had to take two and change two, it would be Donovan Mitchell and uh, Chris Paul. Yeah, I think Chris Paul would be one of my. I don't know who else I'd do, though. I think, I think it is Chris Paul, but I'm not mad that they put Chris Paul on the team. Yeah. Well, if you think about last year with uh, – like the end of that All Star game, that was amazing. Where they were, uh, like they had the new format, mm-hmm. and CP was out there, and and he definitely, obviously, deserved to be in that game. So, just for the sake of the game that's going to be played, I'm glad that he's in it for sure. But he's the reason why the game is what it is now. Big props yeah. to him. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, you got to put the guy who was <laughs> in charge of everything. Form. Oh, yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Damn, I didn't know Vooch was averaging his career high. I thought he did that his last All-Star year. He's averaging so like 24 a game, right? Yeah, 24. 24 and 11, I think. What were you 24, say, and 24 and 12. And 11.7, 3.7 assists. Right, he's deserving for sure. He is deserving. I feel like he was kind of a curveball, though. I don't feel like a lot of people had Vooch written down on there. On their ballot. Oh, it's... I had Vooch on my ballot. No, I, I forgot to vote this year, but he would have been on the ballot. <laughs> you forgot to vote. <laughs> All right, so I, I have one more question for you, Nick, and then maybe we can wrap this up. Uh, what? Okay, so I guess it's two questions. Who is your early pick for MVP, and what is your early finals prediction? MVP, Zach Levine. Amen. Heard it here Let's first. Go. Let's Heard it go. here first. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. <laughs> He's taking us to the promised land. I said it early with D. Rose. Everyone was saying I was tripping beginning of the season back in whatever year when Rose won it. I think it was like 2010, 2011, whatever season it was. Um, I'm I'm sticking with my boy, Zach Levine. He is my number one MVP guy. Um, Respect. Respect. Yeah. After that, shoot, I don't even know. After that, like, I don't even know who would even be close to deserving after that. Like, I mean, Embiid. He's been kind of going crazy. I can understand that, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm going with Levine. I think second half of the season, too, I think the Bulls are really going to surprise people. And once we start moving up in that, that um, moving up in the, those standings, it's going to look We're good. the sixth seed right now. I know. And sixth. Once oh. we, if Levine can get us up to, like, three, MVP. Yeah. Well, hey, Billy Donovan has coached an MVP before. Could be coaching another one right now. Let's go. You never know. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, there's definitely there actually is a path for him to be MVP, especially this year, because there's like not a clear guy. I feel like Giannis and Harden have like kind of dominated the MVP race the past few years, but both of those guys, well, Giannis is like. He, he, he would have to be the same level or better this year. Voter as, fatigue. Voter fatigue. Yeah, Straight definitely. Up. Yeah, definitely. So, and then Harden had to take a step back, obviously, being on that big three, but... He's out of it. No chance. So, now I feel like the race could be anyone's to win. It could be... I mean, there's definitely not a clear answer. So, if all of a sudden, 
the Bulls are, uh, you know, they had the fourth pick last year, and now they're in the third seed. Zach Levine is 50-40-90, and he's going off. He might have a case. I mean, he might actually be honest something. Right. Yeah. I don't know, though. I think it's I think he has a case and Bead if I if I actually had to be like a betting man I'd probably put my money in Embiid. Just because number one, they're they're the one seed right now I believe in the east um and also in the west like the one seed is the uh the Jazz and they're not going to give it to Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert. Um I don't think LeBron has done well enough to to win it. Um, I don't think either of the Clippers guys are winning it. I mean, maybe Luca. I don't think Giannis is winning it just strictly off voter fatigue. And yeah, because now he has, yeah, and now he has pieces around him. Like now, like they've really put some pieces around him to the point where if he's not one of the, if they're not one of the top teams in the East, like it's a failure. So like, yeah, they, they this really is. I, w- I would say that like they're the third seed right now, but I would say the Bucks have disappointed to an extent so far. Yeah. And like I guess Tatum beginning of the year I would have said Tatum had a shot but with them playing so bad like so they're two games under 500 right now. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Damn. It's really see. wide open though. It's crazy. It's wide it is, open. Yeah. It's the so first like, time in years. It's like a like if you had to pick like like there's no like Josiah so there's no clear guy. It's like a five or six way tie I feel like and no guy has a, a clear case over the other guy. It's pretty crazy. If, if I were, yeah, I'm curious. If I was betting, I would bet on Steph Curry this year. Ooh. You think so? I I feel like that they're um they're gonna have a nice second half, and he's gonna like will that team to a lot of wins, like he has been. And I could just see. I mean, we've seen in the past the voters like voting for Curry; they like him. So that's kind of what it's about. Sometimes maybe they don't want to vote for. You know, Embiid, if they haven't been, like, the East is just kind of, I don't know, maybe Kevin Durant comes back and has a big second half. I don't. I think, I feel like uh, the first half maybe didn't even matter in this race, and it really is anyone's to win. True, yeah. That's a good point. Bro, I'm probably, looking at, all right, you, you go. I, I, was, I was just going to say, I would probably lean Embiid just because, there, like, there's no clear guy, and there are the one seed. And he's been he's been going off all year. He's been pretty consistent all year. And yeah, LeBron LeBron be. LeBron would have been the only like real competition to me right now, but this stretch without Anthony Davis where they've lost four in a row and five out of their last six that, that like knocks him back a, a, a spot from Embiid. Yeah. I agree. He with has that. Uh, led the league in minutes since AD has been out. And this dude is like year eighteen. That's, That's pretty wild. Like, he's basically the same age as Dwayne Wade when he was in his last year, but he's like averaging, or he has the most minutes over the last month, which is absolutely ridiculous. His body is. I, I got to manage that load a little bit, I would say. <laughs> did, Bro, the thing is, you can't him? load manage though this year. You really can't. Yeah, it's a tight rate. Like, especially, like, without, especially without AD, they could drop to, like, the f- fifth or sixth seed, I feel like. Right. Oh, easily. Expect, like, it, you got to think the Nuggets are going to start pulling this together, right? You got to think the Mavs are going to start putting some consecutive wins on the board and start oh, yeah. moving up in the leaderboards. Like, 
Well, the, the Mavericks specifically, they had the hardest schedule through the first half of the season, but they just released the schedules for the second half, and they have the second easiest. Oh. So they could string together a lot of wins here, especially if KP gets it together. And Luka, Luka has been like on a tear the past couple games. He had that game winner, obviously. But yeah, they could definitely they could definitely get it together. And I'm with you on Denver. I think I think Denver, like Jokic has just been on a tear all year. Like this, him, them, and like the Nuggets, the Warriors, and the Mavericks are the seventh, eighth, and ninth seed right near right now. I feel like after the second half of the season, they're going to move up like tremendously. Yeah, no, definitely. Is it finally Dame's year to win one? Dude, if you would have asked me a week ago, Dame was my MVP. But he's he's had a couple bad games. They are the fifth seed still, and they haven't had CJ or Nurkic for like a dozen games. A long time, yeah. Yeah, so he, he would have been my clear pick if you asked me a week ago. But he, he, they've lost a couple games in a row, and he hasn't really performed like he was. He, he was going crazy, though. It was like every night was Dame time for like a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah, but he was. He's he's absolutely unreal. Whenever he is like in the clutch, like out of every NBA player, I think I might pick him right now to like take the last shot. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. He's also he's also like my favorite player. That's not a bull besides like Derrick really? Jimmy Butler though. Yeah, like like I love D Rose. I love Jimmy. Like, Dame is my guy, though. Like, if I'm in, if I'm in a debate on like Twitter, I will defend Damian Lillard till the death. <laughs> Bro, I actually met Dame. I don't really oh, like. Oh, for him. real? Yeah, you don't I like met him. him? At a... <laughs> I, it's not that I don't like him. I met him at a 2K event. Um, I I posted a video about this, but essentially it was like the, it was like when they first announced the neighborhood and like they had us going around like a tour of New York to um like check out like these different like activations and these different things that they set up so at one point we were in like um uh i'm actually wearing the headset right now what is this called jbl store there we go we're in the jbl store and it was like damian lillard dave east and some other guys and they were doing like damian lillard trivia to win like these like 500 dollars jbl's head headphones and i got one of the questions right so I was like about to go up to get my headphones and he was just like, nah, that question was too easy. Let's do another one. Oh, <laughs> and then I just got and then I just got the cheap $150 one instead of the $500 ones. What was so, the question? Dang. Was it that easy? Um I think it was like what's his overall in 2K or yeah, oh. I think that was what the question was. And like what a cock block. Right? Come on, come on, Dame. <laughs> Some of these other questions were easy as shit. Like, I was mad. I was really mad. I, I like, clickbaited the video. It didn't really get that many views. I was like, Damian Lillard trolled me or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Damn. All right, so so what is your early finals prediction, if you had to pick right now? Early finals prediction. Um. Huh. So out the East, let's start with the East because that's easier. Uh, give me the Nets. Eight-game winning streak, come on. Like Durant, with you. Durant, Harden, like, come on. Kyrie, give me, give me Nets. And dang, honestly, I think Nets and Clippers, bro. Oh, let's go. That's what I was saying. I think 
I think there's too much working in the favor of the Lakers for it to be the Lakers year. I think it's going to be like what happened to the Clippers last year where everything just kind of blew up. I think that's going to happen to the Lakers this year. Dude, it's literally like the narratives for the Lakers and the Clippers switched from last year to this year. Yeah. It's like, oh, last year the Clippers are the deepest team in the league. This year the Lakers are the deepest team in the league. Mm-hmm. Last year the Clippers are the favorites like right out of the gate. This year the Lakers are the favorites right out of the gate. Like it's it's it, like they're they're getting all the media attention right now. And and I'm with you there. Like I, I, I still personally am picking the Lakers to, to win it because I feel like they've earned that right to this point. Yeah. And they're injured right now. And once they get they get fully healthy, they are I mean, I still Crazy. feel like they're the best team in basketball. Yeah. But i I'm also picking the Nets out of the East. So that's my prediction. I, yeah, even before A D went down. I kind of feel like the Clippers would approach a Lakers series way differently than they approached the Nuggets. Yeah, definitely. They and underestimated the Nuggets. They they completely underestimated them. Like those last three games, they were up three one and they completely gave up. Like they should have been in the conference finals against the Lakers. Like absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah. I feel like we've seen the Clippers against the Lakers, and we've seen like uh, how they match up, and I really like how they match up. So I feel like if those two go head-to-head, especially if AD is not 100%, then the Clippers have a, a big shot for me to make it out of the West. But we just got to see that series. Come on, NBA. Like, fix it. I don't care what you have to do. Just make us make us see that series, please. <laughs> so I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Jazz just like went crazy and continued their crazy tear and was like just the regular season amazingness. And we had to see the Lakers and Clippers in the second round. That's probably, I mean, that's a very likely outcome. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Especially if, if the Lakers keep falling during this stretch without AD and Schroeder's out too. So yeah, yeah I could, I could totally see that. That would kind of be like, I feel like most people would view that as the conference finals, even though it's in the second round. But. Yeah, it was kind of like um when the that one year when the Bulls matched up with the Cavs and then after the Cavs had to or it was the Heat I don't remember one of the two it was a LeBron team and then after they had to play the Hawks and it was like it's freaking Hawks afterwards yeah. like or like when it was um that happened in the Western Conference Finals too a few times with those Warriors teams. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. I I got one more thing to ask you. Um, if you could, could you ask Ronnie to to fix 2K? <laughs> Bro. That shit even, is so trash. Don't even start with me. I was literally streaming on the 2K page yesterday. I streamed for them once a month. And for two and a half hours straight, I was just, fix 2K, fix 2K. It's like, dog, I don't make the game. Like, Ronnie doesn't make the game. Like, Bro, so, like... My like 2K is just they just have a monopoly on NBA games yeah. right now. Like there's no competition, so they know that they can just copy and paste a game every year and it'll sell no matter what. It's but just the, trash. It's trash. The thing that a lot of people don't realize within 2K is if you compare them to the other sports games, 2K provides so much more within their game than any oh, other definitely. sports game on the market. And honestly, then m- most games in general in the market, like 2K has so much to it. Um, it's just like as a consumer, we're so used to 2K and we're so used to 2K having so much to it that there's not really much they can do to keep us interested. Like you can only put so much fresh coats of paint on something like 
at the end of the day, it's a basketball video game, and we've all been playing basketball video games now for ten to twelve years. Like, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, what else? It's a good perspective. Yeah, it's a good perspective on it, I guess. Yeah. Right, and then you think like, well, we've seen what EA can do, and obviously, like with Madden, obviously, I feel like Madden is Trash. just as bad or worse. Worse, worse. And then, uh, yeah. So I, th- I feel like for me, I mean, I don't want to get too deep in the the woods here, especially if you're, uh, if you're if you're streaming for them. But I feel like the offensive thing is when I buy another video game, like the developers continue to support it for like years. Yeah. 2K, it's just like people can spend a lot of money and then it's like worthless in a year. Oh my yeah. gosh. How, how much money do you think you've spent on 2K? Oh <laughs> a ridiculous God. amount in my Me? life. Well, a, a, any, any, I'm asking that question just in general. I know I've spent a ridiculous amount. Right, we know <laughs> Nick has spent. Yeah. I don't even want to think about it. Thousands. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thousands. <laughs> but hey, a lot of them for me were tax write offs. So, like, like, to me, that. <laughs> And and I'll be straight up with you. If I there's not a snowball shot in hell, I'm spending money on my team packs if I'm not making money off of it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, definitely, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'll tell that to anybody. Like, so, like, I'm not just gonna sit here like off stream, put money in my account to buy packs. Like, if if that's the mode <laughs> you play for fun, cool. That's just not how I like to spend my money. But like, so for me, like. I I get the I get the complaints. I, I understand the concerns and I understand it. Um but at the end of the day, like it's a it's a lot better than a lot of the competition. A lot better in terms of graphics, in terms of gameplay, in terms of them actually changing stuff. Man, Madden hasn't gotten an onside kick right my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually facts. <laughs> I am 24 years old, and they have never, not once, gotten an onside kick right. Like, wow! How often in an NFL game do you see the guy ca- catch the onside kick and always run after it? You never see that. <laughs> but in Madden, I have never seen a guy dive on an onside kick in my life. Like, just go straight to him. It's like magnet, straight to his hands. And I and I told the Madden devs that too. Like I've had conversations with them. They know about it. Like <laughs> they choose like to him. leave it in. Yeah. Yeah, they leave it's it in. Like funny. fuck, Nick the Bulls fan. <laughs> We're literally leaving this in. Here. Like, bro, we like the onside kick. I, 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 the one thing I do feel like, especially with the next gen version that I played this year, the graphics for 2K have gotten so good. Like yeah. the lighting, especially. I, on on next gen, I feel like it's gotten really good. Yeah, the lighting's crazy. I think the city is way too freaking confusing, though. It is pretty. It's pretty. It's too big. Mm-hmm. There's, a, like, there's a lot going on, but there's also a lot of empty corners and stuff. Yeah, like I don't need it. To, I don't need a whole like I don't know that. Like I just want to get on and play the game. I don't want all the bells and whistles personally. Um, yeah, I agree. But I know. I want to like go get my haircut and like. Yeah, I don't want to have to ride my stuff. skateboard around here to find people and then do that. <laughs> and like, also, man, I'd be in there getting lost too. Like, <laughs> I turned Where the it hell is the court? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was in the, I was in the, the city. I guess it's called the city now. I was in the city for 15 minutes before I found the court, riding around in my skateboard doing ollies. Like, <laughs> 
What is the Skate Three? The new Pro. Or is it Two K? <laughs> hey, if they could like, if they, and this is something that I I've thought of my whole life. Imagine if they just put all video games together, and you had like just like like you got to live life. So like you could determine it. Like maybe you want to go to the army, and then you'd be in Call of Duty, <laughs> or maybe you would want to go oh, to the NBA, what? and then you'd be in Two K. That's oh, that'd be that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> And then after your NBA game, you could go out and be like living real life and go to like strip clubs, like GTA. Like that's pretty <laughs> crazy. Sick. Like an all-in-one game. Someone should do that. That would be, be impossible. Dangerous but... though. Maybe we'll get working on that after this podcast. You never know. Yeah, we'll call that's it UK a... Life. <laughs> that's a billion-dollar idea, right there. <laughs> Billion. You just you, you just, just gave it to us and the listeners for free. For free. That's that's sure, one man. that I've been thinking about for a while too. That's incredible. Honestly. It sounds like a more like detailed Sims game. It is. That's that's that was kind of like the inspiration. Like cool. imagine if it was Sims, but then all the stuff they're doing, you could actually do in like a fun gameplay way. Yeah, that would be crazy. And then you release it every year, like two K, and then you make a ton of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right, do you guys, do you, Devin, Josiah, do you guys have any more questions for him? Or that was all I had. Yeah, throw me some, had. throw me some curveballs, just random curveballs. Uh, who is the greatest bull of all time, and why is it Carlos Boozer? I <laughs> despise Carlos Boozer. Well, Literally, what's the story there. <laughs> what do you mean? What's the story? He robbed us. He did get paid a ton of money. <laughs> he robbed us. He never showed up in a playoff series, not once. Like, okay, Carlos Boozer literally would only score against the Heat in games that we got blowed up, blown up, blown out against. Like, they would be up by 20, and Carlos Boozer would give us 30 in a, in a completely meaningless game. But, like, any time it was a close game, Boozer was completely just out of the mix. Hey, man, his hairline was crazy, though. It might have been Sharpie. Bro, that was so that crazy. Was hilarious when he pulled up to that game with the spray paint on his head. <laughs> he always had like his beard reminded me of like a weirder looking version of like the Joe Budden beard, where like it's full, but it it just almost just looks like pasted on. Like it just has like no texture to it. It just looks flat. Yeah, it almost does look like like a child painted it on there. <laughs> Dude, we could have had Mello. We got Carlos no, we Boozer. Should have had Mello. We should have tried to get Dirk. We should have got Amari. We should have got Dwayne Wade and LeBron. Yeah, we I was going to say, really realistically, we should have got those guys. Yeah. Dwayne Wade and LeBron <laughs> to Chicago was a done deal. And then, or, honestly, here's what happened. And I, I, I've given this so much thought, and I, it keeps me up late at night. Chris Bosh ruined the Chicago Bulls. Because you know what would have happened? If Chris Bosh was down to go to Cleveland, LeBron would have stayed in Cleveland. It was, it's known information. LeBron just wanted to star in Cleveland. No one wanted to go to saddle Cleveland. But if Chris Bosh would have went, Dwayne Wade would have then, in turn, been like, okay, I'm going to Chicago. Dwayne Wade, D. Rose, Joakim Noah, whoever you got at power forward, shoot, Taj Gibson, then Lou Aldang, that's a championship team. Easy. Rose isn't, right there. Rose isn't getting injured because he never has to have that much workload on him. Like. We're winning rings. Well, I would just hope that, that Tibbs wouldn't have him in a game when the game's already decided at that point. Maybe we're up maybe we're up by thirty in yeah. that game. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, we're thirty points are from Boozer. 
I'm just thinking about the <laughs> the Rose Wade versus Braun uh, Bosch series that would would have definitely happened at least once. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah, that would have been amazing. The Bulls would have easily won that though, because like the Cavs didn't have anyone else around them really. Like we would have, because like the thing is, we were competing with that Heat team with only get with only getting Boozer in that that free agency. That they, like they got LeBron and Bosh, and we still competed with them only getting Boozer. There was and the one year I don't even know what year it was twenty twenty twelve or twenty thirteen when Rose was out and it was Nate Robinson and we still like took a game off them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, but Rose out there, we're still competing. Like I, I definitely, I'm definitely with you there. And then wow. Mello just chasing the bag instead of wanting a ring. What a douchebag! Honestly, <laughs> let's just talk about it. Josiah, you hate Mello. You can hop in on this. Yeah, I, I do kind of. I don't hate him. I just feel like when he went to the the Blazers and like everyone was trying to act like they loved him, but they shat on him like the year before. Yeah. Oh, with OKC. Oh, you're an OKC fan. That's why you hate him. Uh, I don't. Well, well, a little. He's a, he's on. He is on your sucks. <laughs> he is on your sucks list. Yeah, I have this list of players that sucks, and he is on there. <laughs> How about um, Paul George? I actually love Paul George. Okay. Um, he he sold for sure in the playoffs. I mean, I don't ever want to think about that. But yeah, y'all got who 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 just gave y'all the work that wasn't supposed to. Uh, the the Jazz and the Blazers. <laughs> oh yeah, that's when the memes yeah. came around. What was it Joe Ingles was Paul George's father? Yeah, so Joe Ingles <laughs> was Paul George's father, and then the next year Damian Lillard waved Paul George goodbye. Yeah, yeah that was, was a bad. That was shot. a bad shot though. Yeah, it was, it was a bad, bad shot. shot. <laughs> yeah, that shit went in. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but. No Paul George. We don't have any of the Clippers picks or Shea. So I mean, I can't, I can't hate on it. I'm glad he, I'm glad he did what he did because now we actually have a chance. We're gonna have a super team at some point. I strongly believe that. So very true. See, that's the same thing that the Celtics were saying though. <laughs> they didn't have it like this though. They had it like this. They completely had it like that, and they no had a way. squad while having having it like that. They didn't like have they Sam Presti, the, though. That's, but some people act like, um, what's his name? Is all uh, Danny Ainge Danny is like Ainge, yeah. all great and stuff. I think he sucks. He's way too passive. I feel like. Yeah. Like, no. He should have made a. He should have like tried like pulled the deal to try to get one of AD Jimmy Butler like one of those people who would have actually been able to bring them to the finals. Okay. Yeah, so he, here here's my stance on Danny Ainge. This has been like a topic like recently, I feel like. Uh, so I think Danny Ainge has done a fine job because he drafted two certified stars at what I consider to be the most important position in basketball right now at the small forward position. He's got Jason Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. If you look at the past couple of years, who are the guys winning finals MVPs? It's wing players. LeBron, KD, Kawhi, Andre Iguodala. He's kind of an outlier, but still... <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ainge did take the chance on trading for Kyrie. He took that chance. He made that deal. It didn't pay out. But like, like in an alternate universe, there's a situation where Kyrie is still there, and now Jalen Brown is a star, and Jason Tatum's a star, and this team is good. He just so. Do you he, blame he, it on like Boston being a racist city or what? Uh, no. Uh, 
I, I what's, think... what's the story with that? I don't think I've heard that. <laughs> you haven't heard that? Is that why Kyrie left? Man, there's there's been all sorts of stuff about like Boston being like a racist city and like their fans being racist in the stands and stuff. That's why, like, Kyrie thinks of Boston so toxic, I'm pretty sure. Like, did y'all see him, like, having the, um, the sage, sage in there? That was hilarious. Yeah. I love Kyrie for that. That it's was classic so Kyrie. funny. Okay, I feel like, Kyrie. okay, yeah, he drafted two good guys, but, uh, first off, any, they were the obvious guys to pick, first off. Second off, he hasn't drafted very well outside of them. And the only other good guy that he has drafted uh, Terry Rozier, he just traded for apparently washed up Kimba. Yeah, that one, that one, that was the one where I'm like, oh shit. Hmm. At the time, I mean, it looked like good because well, I guess we didn't know what scary Terry could be, but now it just looked really bad. It's looking worse and worse. See, I kind of, I kind of view Boston as an incomplete roster, though. It's like. It's like they're a, a rebuilding team that has been competitive for the past few years, if that even makes sense. Like, they have their two cornerstones, and now they just have to get the right pieces around them. And he's tried doing that. He brought in Kyrie, and Kyrie left. And now he's brought in Kemba, and it, it's not working out. But I mean, they could have traded for Anthony Davis, Jimmy Butler, James Harden. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but that, that, that probably would have required trading Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum to do those deals. But if you get... James Harden, you know, why do you need Jalen Brown, you know? I guess, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. That's but true. I, I just don't think all the hate is warranted because of, of the guys he has on the roster right now. Yeah, and he drafted Taco Fall. That's true. He drafted well, the, the, the GOAT himself. He sucks, and the whole city is racist, so. So yeah. I'm looking at their draft history right now, and honestly, they have they had, like, a lot of bad picks. Yeah, it's Dookie. Like, <laughs> they had a guys. lot of bad, like, they had a lot of first-round picks who didn't do anything at all. Like, yeah. Jared Selinger, Fab Mello, Lucas Nogeria, James Young. Like, Smart finally panned out about damn time. RJ Hunter, granted, that's late. Um, Even, like, recently, like, Romeo Langford. Ante Zizig, Gershon Yabusil. Like, Robert Williams is kind of meh, too. Not they Robert, had a million Robert's bites at it. Yeah, I don't think he's bad, but like, well, I don't remember what pick he was. Was he? He went that high. Nah, he was twenty-seven. Nah, honestly, uh, that was, okay. That that's was not bad pick. then. That yeah. was a good pick. Yeah, I thought it was um, higher in my head. Yeah, yeah. Romeo Langford at fourteen, bro. Like, yeah, I can, I can see, I can, I can definitely see that perspective. I just like, I like to be, I like to be a positive NBA fan around the board. You gotta be that's toxic, Zach. See, I'm, true, to- yeah. I'm toxic about the Celtics. I don't know. Like, Boston sports fans in general just piss me off. That's, that's why. That's how I am about Lakers fans. <laughs> it's okay. When the Spurs draft people, they don't even play them. That's true. It took I'm a whole year to get Kelton on the court. I don't know why they do that. I don't know. I So, I feel like Sam Presti is going to do a better job than, like, We've already seen it. He drafted Poku. Which... <laughs> Poku the goat. Who's, who's Poku? He's this seven-one, like small forward <laughs> who is like weighs like a hundred pounds. Oh, um, that he, little he, twig. He yeah, looks he, like <laughs> Lost and Unbound. He actually looks like Ellen Yu. No, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, 
he's he good. Looks like a stick bug. Uh, good is an overstatement. He's, I feel like he has very high potential, and he has a lot of like, he has a lot of skill to his game. But he, I mean, he's literally five pounds. <laughs> he's yeah, like, five pounds a game. He's either gonna be trash or he's gonna be a superstar. There's no in between. I feel like I feel he, like. I feel like I trust the Thunder's development because, I mean, they've, shit, they've turned guys that. I mean, you got Dort. You got Dort. There you go. Yo, I just wanted to say that game winner last night was like the most wide open game winner I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, they didn't even try to contest. Yeah, I don't know what the hell the defense was doing there. But like that was the saddest buzzer beating game winner I've ever seen in my life. Like, do they know, do they know who that is? That's Luke against Dort. That's the Dortress. I I don't know what we were doing. I I feel like uh, the announcers made it sad too because he just hit a buzzer beater and they were like, oh he won he won the game. It's like you could do, you could give it a little bit more than that. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, listen to the Hornets announcers every time they win a game. It's like they fucking have water for the Dude, first time. Dude, they don't even got to win. Like, anytime there's, like, a ball alley-oop to Bridges, they just go insane. Well, last year, last year, Bulls-Hornets, where Levine hit, like, 13 threes in the game winner, the Hornets announcers went nuts. Oh, that was in, so In a game they lost. That yeah. Was, that's, like, that's, like, my favorite game of the entire Bulls rebuild, I swear. They need to be like, the all-star announcers. I swear they do lines of coke before every game. <laughs> <laughs> so do we before this podcast. Maybe oh. we should maybe we should cut that out. Why didn't y'all tell me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't remember when it was. It was early in the season. Do you remember like I don't I don't know their names, but when one of them like freaked out because uh Biumbo took a three pointer? I don't think I saw that. Oh, I don't know. It sounds so sounds like something they would do. He though. had like a stroke. I mean, it, it didn't go in, obviously, but yeah, he just had a stroke when he saw him pull up at the perimeter. Bro, those guys are underpaid. I don't know how much they make, but they're definitely underpaid. And I always thought like there was no one who could even come close to competing with the energy of Stacey King. Dude, Stacey King's the goat. I'm mad that this dude actually really, really, really looks like <laughs> my boy Greg. He does. <laughs> I swear, bro. He looks just like him. <laughs> like. <laughs> and the fact that he's like a big Thunder fan, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is. I forgot about that. Remember those videos he, he did? They they got a lot of views, so I guess respect. But like when KD left. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Those videos went viral, bro. Those videos are on like ESPN and stuff. And. Man. He cracked the code with that one, I guess. Yeah. I guess so, he, he, I was fucking furious. I'll never forget that, too. I was very furious, obviously, but. <laughs> Bro, I was, I was so mad when Kevin Durant left because Durant was my favorite player at the time. Like, I had met this dude. Like, I was in a commercial with this dude. Like, this dude's my idol. Like, and then dude freaking left. I was like, you're a. You're a traitor. You're you're terrible. Like I hated him, bro. I hated him. I hated that Warriors team. I'm like, screw Durant. Screw the NBA for letting this happen. This is ridiculous. Like I was pissed. <laughs> Have you lightened up on KD a little bit? Like, oh yeah. Then? Now that he went right. to the Nets, like I love KD again. Like he's KD. Like yeah. Like, I feel like I feel like that's, that's like the public perception. 
Yeah, it just takes some years. And and the same thing happened with LeBron too. Like, oh my gosh, when LeBron didn't go to Chicago, like I like I literally was so upset. Like little kid Nick was tweeting like, Man, I hope your house burns down, like stuff like that. (laughs) Like I was hot. Dang. I'm surprised that didn't that didn't like someone didn't try to cancel your brand after that, like all these years later. Yeah. Tear down Nick the Bulls fan because he no, told I, LeBron he wanted his house to burn down. I was just an upset fan, you know. Yeah, because he, he was supposed to come to Chicago. Like it all made sense. Like he was definitely not rings. supposed to go. He was not supposed to go to Miami for sure. Nah, that was that was BS, dude. They that was that was ridiculous. They they see we actually like like they took pay cuts and stuff. That's what the whack thing was. Like we would have gave them maxes over here, but. To me, Boss. the most the most whack thing about that entire situation was that they made a show about it. Like they, it was literally like a concert. Like they're all on stage. Like oh, not yeah. one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not however yeah, had many. A whole press reveal. Yeah, and he literally announced it on like live TV. Like, dude, yeah, well, I'll never forget that. He, I'm, I'm sure he got some cash for that. Do you remember Probably. when the uh, Paul George resigned with the Thunder. He did like a three-part series that was like <laughs> supposed to be like that, but it wasn't at all. I don't think anyone watched it. Yeah, I, I don't even think I ever it. saw this. I did hear about it. I don't think. Bro, I that's because at the, at that time it was just like Woj would tweet and be like, "All right, we got the news." Like, yeah, exactly. with LeBron, everyone was on the edge of their seat watching the TV to see what was gonna happen, and it was like Chris Broussard had said he's probably going to Miami, even though a week before that. Jerk said he was definitely done deal going to Chicago and got my hopes all up and shit. Um, y'all remember that when they said LeBron James and Dwayne Wade to Chicago was a done deal? Yeah, I remember that. As I certainly do. Yeah, things could have been so different. But I, I, I will say we can, we can wrap up after this. I, I will say as a Bulls fan, I am, I am very happy with the direction that this team's going. Yeah. Yeah, we got yeah. a break. Things we are just, looking up. They they are. It's just like, and and I may be thinking of this way too negative, but do you see this core winning a ring? I don't know if I do. So that that's the thing. Like I was talking about earlier, how I don't think that there's a a realistic path where Zach, Laurie, and Wendell coming up on their extensions can all three stick around for the long haul. I think they're gonna they're gonna max Zach. They're gonna pick one of those two, and then. I think Kobe is probably gone. Like I, I don't feel it. I feel like he has like the shortest leash of anybody on this team. Yeah. And that's probably that's probably unfair to him because he's kind of being forced into the point guard role where he's definitely way more comfortable playing off the ball. But they're they're like playing this year out and they're trying to see if he's going to be the point guard. And I I just don't think he's going to meet those expectations. And I could definitely see a situation where in the off season we package. Kobe and one of Laurie and Wendell, whoever they don't decide to keep, and bring in like another star caliber player to put beside Zach. Yeah, I, like I can see that happening. Like Vooch. Yeah. Vooch <laughs> and Levine. Levine. For the ring. I want a little. I want a little something more exciting than Vooch. But... <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, a cat. Definitely. That'd be cool. Like cat would be dope. Uh, maybe one day. Uh, you gotta. Crazy. I feel like Cat is basically the Vooch of the West. Nah, bro, yeah, but has but so much more upside. Cat has so much more upside. People don't realize that Cat is 
the only person ever to shoot from three what he's done at that size. Oh, yeah, definitely. He is. True, yeah. Like, and the future of the NBA is obviously the three-point line. Yeah. This this guy I know uh, in college, um, he was roommates with this dude who played basketball with Cat in high school. Oh, really? And, and he yeah, he has stories about Cat would just, like, make full-court shots, like, on a regular basis. <laughs> like, he... Like he could like shoot from way further, apparently, according to this guy. So uh, once he started shooting threes, I was like, I'm not surprised based on what this guy said. Already yeah, shooting forty percent for the last just, four years. He's just got to stay on the floor too. That's a big question yeah. mark for him. His first three years in the NBA, he didn't miss a game, and he played seventy-seven in his fourth year. And then these past two years, it's just been wow. Yeah, last year he only played 35, and then this year he only has 13 so far. Yeah, that's awful. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know who they. I don't know who else they could bring in Chicago. Like you never know what stars are going to get unhappy in their situation in the coming years. But yeah, to, to go back to your question, I, I I'm not sure that I see like all of these guys sticking around. Yeah, honestly, I hope the Clippers blow up and Kawhi comes to Chicago. There, I Dude, said it. Come home. It's not his home, but it can be. Yeah, AD already betrayed his home. Yeah, I was going to say, remember all the fake AD to Chicago? I don't think it was that fake. I truly think if AD didn't win a ring last year, he would have had a decision to make, and I think he would have considered Chicago. You you never know. AD's AD's still young. When his deal's up, he'll be like like 30, I think. Maybe, Maybe he decides to come home. You never know. And then by that time, Levine is like, right in the midst of his prime and then that's when we win our ring that's the vision okay but that's five years from now i was yeah, gonna just like a five-year <laughs> extension bro yeah they're gonna get smacked by the the pelicans and thunder will have all their picks by then maybe maybe kobe and wendell put up 30 a game a piece next year and we package them and trade for ad and then we win our ring wow crazier okay. things have happened you guys have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think we've kind of talked about everything we could possibly talk about here. This has been a great episode. Nick, again, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate this. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, is there anything you want to plug, like, right here at the end? Yeah, so y'all can just check me out on all social medias, at Nick the Bulls fan. Um, Instagram, at Nick the Bulls fan. Get, get my followers up, you know. I'm trying to trying to be able to pull them baddies on the gram so <laughs> feel, honestly at this point that's the social media that i care about the most getting that up is because simply for like shooting my shot on girls <laughs> respect respect. <laughs> just being honest i respect it yep. <laughs> well anyway guys thank you for listening um go ahead and leave us a rating it really helps us out be sure to follow hoop supply on all social media platforms and i think that does it for us so peace